0: CHAPTER FOUR OF MERIDIANA THE ADVENTURES OF THREE ENGLISHMEN AND THREE RUSSIANS IN SOUTH AFRICA This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. MERIDIANA THE ADVENTURES OF THREE ENGLISHMEN AND THREE RUSSIANS IN SOUTH AFRICA by Jules Verne. Translated by Ellen E. Fruer. 1848 chapter four a few words about the meter the idea of an invariable and constant system of measurement of which nature herself should furnish the exact value may be said to have existed in the mind of man from the earliest ages it was of the highest importance however that this measurement should be accurately determined whatever had been the cataclysms of which our earth had been the scene and it is certain that the ancients felt the same though they failed in methods and appliances for carrying out the work with sufficient accuracy the best way of obtaining a constant measurement was to connect it with the terrestrial sphere whose circumference must be considered as invariable and then to measure the whole or part of the circumference mathematically the ancients had tried to do this and aristotle according to some contemporary philosophers reckoned that the stadium or egyptian cubit formed the hundred thousandth part of the distance between the pole and the equator and eratosthenes in the time of the ptolemyths calculated the value of a degree along the nile between syene and alexandria pretty correctly but posidonius and Ptolemy were not sufficiently accurate in the same kind of geodetic operations that they undertook neither were their successors picard for the first time in france began to regulate the methods that were used for measuring a degree and in sixteen sixty nine by measuring the celestial and terrestrial arcs between paris and amiens found that a degree was equal to fifty seven thousand sixty toises equivalent to three hundred and sixty four thousand eight hundred seventy six english feet or about sixty nine point one miles the guards measurement was continued either way across the french territory as far as dunkirk and collure by dominic cassini and la hire sixteen eighty three to seventeen eighteen and it was verified in seventeen thirty nine from dunkirk to perpignan by francis cassini and la and at length mccain carried it as far as barcelona in spain but after his death for he succumbed to the fatigue attending his operations the measurement of the meridian in france was interrupted until it was subsequently taken up by arago and biot in eighteen o seven these two men prolonged it as far as the balearic isles so that they are now extended from dunkirk to formentera being equally divided by the parallel of latitude forty five degrees north halfway between the pole and the equator and under these conditions it was not necessary to take the depression of the earth into account in order to find the value of the quadrant of the meridian this measurement gave fifty seven thousand twenty five toises as the mean value of an arc of a degree in france it can be seen that up to that time frenchmen especially had undertaken to determine that delicate point and it was likewise the french convention that according to talleyrand's proposition passed a resolution in seventeen ninety charging the academy of sciences to invent an invariable system of weights and measures just at that time the statement signed by the illustrious names of borda lagrange laplace monge and condorcet proposed that the unit of measure should be the metre the ten-millionth part of the quadrant of the meridian, and that the unit of weight should be the gram, a cubic centimeter of distilled water at the freezing point, and that the multiples and subdivisions of every measure should be formed decimally. Later, the determinations of the value of a terrestrial degree were carried on in different parts of the world, for the earth being not spherical, but elliptic, it required much calculation to find the depression at the poles in seventeen thirty six were pertuis clairaut camus limonier althier and the swedish celsius measured a northern arc in lapland and found the length of an arc of a degree to be fifty seven thousand four hundred nineteen toises in seventeen forty five la condamine and Gordon set sail for Peru, where they were joined by the Spanish officers Juan and Antonio Ulloa. They then found that the Peruvian arc contained fifty-six thousand seven hundred and thirty-seven toises. In seventeen fifty-two, La reported fifty-seven thousand thirty-seven toises as the length of the arc he had measured at the Cape of Good Hope. In seventeen fifty-four, Father Boskovich and father la began a survey of the papal states and in the course of their operations found the arc between rome and rimini to be fifty six thousand nine hundred seventy three toises in seventeen sixty two and seventeen sixty three the carrier reckoned the degree in piedmont at fifty seven thousand four hundred sixty eight toises and in seventeen sixty eight the astronomers mason and dixon in north america on the confines of maryland and pennsylvania found that the value of the degree in america was fifty six thousand eight hundred eighty eight toises. since the beginning of the nineteenth century numbers of other arcs have been measured in bengal the east indies piedmont finland corland east prussia denmark and others But the English and Russians were less active than other nations in trying to decide this delicate point, their principal geodetic operation being that undertaken by General Roy in 1784, for the purpose of determining the difference of longitude between Paris and Greenwich. It may be concluded from all the above-mentioned measurements that the mean value of a degree is 57,000 toises, or twenty-five ancient french leagues and by multiplying this mean value by the three hundred and sixty degrees contained in the circumference it is found that the earth measures nine thousand leagues round but as may be seen from the figures above the measurements of the different arcs in different parts of the world do not quite agree nevertheless by taking the average of fifty-seven thousand toises for the value of a degree the value of the meter that is to say the ten millionth part of the quadrant of the meridian may be deduced and is found to be point five one three zero seven four of the whole line or thirty nine point thirty seven zero seven nine english inches in reality this value is rather too small for later calculations taking into account the depression of the earth at the poles which is one over two nine nine point one five and not one over one three four seven as was thought at first now give nearly ten million eight hundred fifty six metres instead of ten million for the length of the quadrant of the meridian the difference of 856 meters is hardly noticeable in such a long distance but nevertheless mathematically speaking it cannot be said that the meter as it is now used represents the ten millionth part of the quadrant of the terrestrial meridian exactly there is an error of about one five thousandth of a line i e one three thousandth of the twelfth part of an inch The meter thus determined was still not adopted by all the civilized nations. Belgium, Spain, Piedmont, Greece, Holland, the old Spanish colonies, the republics of the equator, New Granada, and Costa Rica took a fancy to it immediately, but notwithstanding the evident superiority of this metrical system to every other, England had refused to use it perhaps if it had not been for the political disturbances which arose at the close of the eighteenth century the inhabitants of the united kingdom would have accepted the system for when the constituent assembly issued its decree on the eighth of may seventeen ninety the members of the royal society in england were invited to cooperate with the french academicians they had to decide whether the measure of the metre should be founded on the length of the pendulum that beat the sexagesimal second or whether they should take a fraction of one of the great circles of the earth for a unit of length but events prevented the proposed conference and so it was not until the year eighteen fifty four that england having long seen the advantage of the metrical system and that scientific and commercial societies were being founded to spread the reform resolved to adopt it but still the english government wished to keep their resolution a secret until the new geodetic operations that they had commenced should enable them to assign a more correct value to the terrestrial degree and they thought they had better act in concert with the russian government who were also hesitating about adopting the system. A commission of three Englishmen and three Russians was therefore chosen from among the most eminent members of the scientific societies, and we have seen that they were Colonel Everest, Sir John Murray, and William Emery for England, and Matthew Strux, Nicholas Polander, and Michael Zorn for Russia. The International Commission, having met in London, decided first of all that the measure of an arc of meridian should be taken in the Southern Hemisphere, and that another arc should subsequently be measured in the Northern Hemisphere, so that from the two operations they might hope to deduce an exact value which should satisfy all the conditions of the program. It now remained to choose between the different English possessions in the Southern Hemisphere, Cape Colony, australia and new zealand the two last lying quite at the antipodes of europe would involve the commission in a long voyage and besides the maoris and australians who were often at war with their invaders might render the proposed operation difficult while cape colony on the contrary offered real advantages in the first place it was under the same meridian as parts of european russia so that, after measuring an arc of meridian in South Africa, they could measure a second one in the Empire of the Tsar, and still keep their operations a secret. Secondly, the voyage from England to South Africa was comparatively short. And thirdly, these English and Russian philosophers would find an excellent opportunity there of analyzing the labors of the French astronomer lacaille who had worked in the same place and proving whether he was correct in giving 57,037 toises as the measurement of a degree of meridian at the Cape of Good Hope. It was therefore decided that the geodetic operation should be commenced at the Cape, and as the two governments approved of the decision, large credits were opened, and two sets of all the instruments required in a triangulation were manufactured the astronomer william emery was asked to make preparations for an exploration in the interior of south africa and the frigate augusta of the royal navy received orders to convey the members of the commission and their suite to the mouth of the orange river it should here be added that besides the scientific question there was also a question of national vainglory that excited these philosophers to join in a common labor for in reality they were anxious to outdo france in her numerical calculations and to surpass in precision the labours of her most illustrious astronomers and that in the heart of a savage and almost unknown land thus the members of the anglo-russian commission had resolved to sacrifice everything even their lives in order to obtain a result that should be favourable to science and at the same time glorious for their country and this is how it came to pass that the astronomer william emery found himself at the morgheda falls on the banks of the orange river at the end of january of eighteen fifty four end of chapter four